arms, shivering although the night was unusually hot. I'm telling you, lass, get out! Daz hollering woke baby Molly, and she wailed from her basket on the floor. Ma sat up then, as did Matty. Still Mayel stood by the window, watching, listening, her breath coming hard and fast as fear made a foul taste in her mouth. Screams pierced the night, adding to the crackling and roaring that seemed to grow louder by the minute. Rubbing her eyes, Ma said, Angus, what? Da snatched up the wailing Molly. A fire, Bridget! Fire? Ma leaned into the corner, pulling the sheet to her chin. Her eyes looked wild. She began to moan. Oh, saints in heaven save us! Da stood for a moment, staring at Ma. Then he shook his head and whirled toward the bed Matty and Mayel shared. Holding Molly against his shoulder, he grabbed Matty by the arm and jerked the boy from the bed. Matty cried out as Da shoved him in Mayel's direction. Matty fell against her, nearly knocking her down. Mayel caught him, holding him up though her limbs quivered. Da had never been so rough. Out! Out! Da yelled in Mael's face, and finally, Mael found the ability to obey. Clutching the bag Da had given her, she took hold of Maddie's hand and stumbled behind Da to the hallway. Molly's high-pitched screams carried over all other sounds, the baby's red face furious as it bounced on Da's shoulder. Smoke hung heavy in the hallway, stinging Mael's eyes. People milled in a jumbled stream toward the stairway that led to the lower floors, their feet pounding, voices calling out to hurry, hurry. At the top of the stairs, Da shoved Molly into Mael's arms and then stepped away from her. Follow the others, lass, and get yourself and the wee ones outside. I'll get your mother and some more of our things, and then I'll follow. Take care of the wee ones. Don't let them out of your sight. Do you hear me, lass? I hear you, Da. Mael gasped. Then Da touched her hair, her short hair, and gave a little pat. A gentle pat. The kind Mael expected. His smile flashed, and he turned and disappeared into the smoke. Gagging against the horrid smell that cut off her breath, Mael struggled to keep hold of Molly. The baby bucked and cried in her arms as they made their way down the stairs. Hold tight to me, Matty! She felt his hand grasp a fistful of fabric at her back. Others, all set on escape, pushed past them, and Mael feared they would be separated. But Matty's hand held tight to her nightshirt, and finally they burst through the outside doors and sucked in great gulps of night air. Clanging bells and horse hooves on cobblestone sounded above the voices of frightened tenants. Men in blue uniforms with sticks in their hands pushed in front of the building, forcing people away from the entrance. Get back! Get back now! The fire wagons are coming! Make way! Mael led her brother across the street, where they could watch the doors for Da and Ma. She sat cross-legged, the sack at her feet and Molly in her lap. Matty stood beside her his hand clamped on her left shoulder. Matty and Molly both cried. But Mael didn't cry. Blinking to clear her vision, she squinted across the street. She didn't want to miss seeing her parents come through those doors. She would show Da she'd done just as he had asked. 
she'd looked out for the wee ones. Remembering his hand on her hair, she smiled. He'd be so proud of her. Mayel! Mayel! Something shook her arm and she grunted in displeasure, unwilling to surrender her sleep. She jerked away from the intrusion, pushing a bulky weight from her lap. A baby's cry brought her fully awake. Opening her eyes, she saw little Molly sprawled across the sidewalk and Matty leaning over the baby. Mayel, you should be shamed. You threw poor Molly onto the ground. Her brother's tone reminded her of Daz. She scooped up Molly and patted her. Sorry I am, wee one. I meant no harm to you. She continued rocking Molly, who sucked her fist and complained. Looking around, she realized they were on the sidewalk across from their apartment building. Confusion dizzied her mind. She pressed her memory. The last thing she remembered was watching streams of water from the fire wagon shoot over the building and hoping Ma and Da wouldn't get a soaking. Although she had meant to stay awake until her parents came out, tiredness must have overtaken her. The noisy milling crowd from last night had cleared, although people still stood in small clusters outside of their building, and some stretched on the sidewalk near where she and Matty sat. Do you see Da or Ma, Matty? Matty shielded his eyes with a dirty hand, peering across the street. Then he shrugged and squatted beside her, putting his hand on Molly's tangled curls. Maybe they went to work. Worry made her tummy tremble. If Da and Ma had already left for their jobs at the manufactory, they wouldn't be home until late. Mael was accustomed to caring for Matty and Molly in her parents' absence, but she was always instructed to stay in the flat. Da would not be pleased if they spent the day outside. She struggled to her feet, her movements awkward due to Molly's uncooperative bulk. Pick up the bag, Matty, and come with me. Where are we going? To the flat. We can't be outside in our nightclothes. Mael looked both ways, then dashed across the street, wincing when her bare feet encountered rocks. Matty followed her as she made her way to the concrete steps leading to the doors of their apartment house. But before she had taken two steps upward, a stern voice froze her in place. You there, boys! Where do you think you're going? Mael turned and spotted a scowling man in a blue uniform, pointing a stick at her. Confused by the term boys, she raised her eyebrows high in query. Is it us you're speaking to, sir? Yes, you. He clomped closer and propped his elbow on the iron baluster. Where are you going? Mael wanted to shrink into her grubby nightshirt. Matty scuttled behind her, obviously frightened by the man. To me flat, sir, as me dad would expect. The man shook his head. You can't go into that building, young man. Young man? Mael scowled. Then realized he must think her a boy with her short hair and Da's old shirt. Shame engulfed her again as she recalled being shorn at the Ellis Island station due to the knits that had taken hold of her head during their journey. Da had soothed her with the promise her hair would grow back in time. She wished it would hurry. 
To the man, she said, why can I not go in? It ain't safe. There was a fire last night. Maya looked at the building. Although the smell from last night remained strong, she could no longer see the yellow glow. Is the fire not gone then? The man looked at her as if she'd gone daft. Well, sure it's gone, but it burned out several floors. If you go in, you could be hurt. He plucked Maddie from the stairs, placing him on the sidewalk, then reached for Mayel. You come down from there now. Mayel scrabbled down the two steps to stand beside the cowering Maddie. Her heart pounded too, but fear of disappointing Da was greater than fear of this stranger. She peered up at him and argued. But I have to go in. Me baby sister needs a nappy change. Well, you won't find no nappies in there. They'll be all burned up. Mayel's gaze jerked to the building. An image of their cottage's fireplace appeared in her mind, the flames licking at the peat Da layered in. When the flames died out, nothing of the peat remained except char. The fire last night was bigger than a fire in a fireplace. Everything in their flat must be char now, too. She shivered and sat on the step, cradling Molly in her lap. Maddie perched beside her, hugging the bag Da had packed. He leaned against her arm, and she took comfort from his presence. She thought the man would leave now that they weren't trying to get inside the building. But instead, he squatted in front of her. Do you have folks? Mayel nodded. Yes, sir. Me da is Angus, and me ma is Bridget. Angus and Bridget Gallagher.